Welcome to Trade Up with TJ, talking all things health, wealth, business and lifestyle for tradies. Welcome on today, Sam Ackland. How are you, brother? Bro, thank you so much for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for coming down to uh, Adelaide from Melbourne and uh, welcome to Build Clean slash Alpha Tradie HQ. Nah, pleasure to be here, mate, and can't look forward to what we're about to chat about. Mate, I'm sure we're going to go deep. I think we might um, unpack a few bits and pieces about parenting, about health, maybe a bit about lifting, and we might touch on business while we're here. <laughs> yeah, see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so run us through, obviously, you've had a bit of a hectic week this week, uh, stepping down as CEO. Yeah. So how have you felt about all that? It was, um, look, I didn't wake up on Monday morning knowing it was going to happen, um, and so we did, I did it on Wednesday, literally just at the gym with um, my business partner, Jack. Um, we were CEO, COO, um, glorified titles. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, we were just at the gym and we were like, bro, well, I said to him, I was like, what do you reckon, man? Like, I'd like to focus completely on, on Alpha Trading on this new venture. And he was like, fucking go for it, man. Like, I suppose he, you know, gets a recognition for the work that he's doing as well. So it was just a natural progression. We left the gym, came back, changed my LinkedIn, fucking changed my email signature, like assigned a few of my, um, few of my tasks over to Jack and some of the other team and fucking bang, bang, we're off onto Alpha Trading full time now. So <laughs> it feels out. good, man. It feels yeah. really good. That's crazy. Yeah, just think, didn't know it was happening Monday and it happened Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, Wednesday afternoon, I don't, I don't really drink that much during the week anymore. That's, um, you know, old Sam. But uh, yeah, I made myself a Negroni on Wednesday night and kind of sat at the dinner table and I don't really give myself much credit for the things that we've done. Um, I suppose most of us don't really. We don't tend to sit back and fucking pat yourself on the back. And I did actually sit back and think, you know, my son was playing there with his Bunnings truck and... Um, yeah, it was a nice moment. It was a really, you know, nostalgic moment. I'd actually posted some photos on, on my story of, um, my business partner, Jack and I, like back in the day when we used to have long hair and we were partying and we were fucking animals. And <laughs> it's just funny to post that kind of shit and, um, show people that like, you know, we started in, in stubbies and boots, like five of us working out of one Hilux and, you know, got to the point where around the country and, you know, just about a hundred staff cranking around. So it's, um, yeah, it was really cool. Really yeah. cool moment. It's crazy to think how quick it's happened as well. So give us a quick run through, obviously, when you did start Build Clean. Yep. Um, how it sort of came about as well. And then just a the little venture to where you are now. Sweet. All right, I'll start even further back. Um, we were sole trading, had a company called Ground Control. There's about four or five of us at any one time. Some of the boys get paid cash. Some of the boys are on the books. You know, like we were just fast and loose, man. Working out of one car. Um, doing literally any job anyone would pay us for. So we were like gutter cleaning, landscaping, we were hiring, hiring fucking dingoes and, you know, digging up people's backyards and like just doing shit that we were so not qualified for and had no idea what we're doing. Um, but I suppose the, the learnings that we had from that or the outcome from it was that we, because we were put into so many pressure, um, high pressure situations where we didn't actually know what we're doing, we come out of the other side going, we don't want to do that anymore. Like we don't want to do those things that we're not actually giving great quality. We're not doing a great service because we were just cowboying it. So it actually was a natural progression to lead to, you know, about a year and a half on. Um, and, uh, and like we would, we would often discuss like what our favorite jobs were and you'd end up prioritizing your favorite services anyway. Um, but we just went back to, went back to window cleaning for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, as we, as we started to do that more and more, you know, the profitability was good. It was easy to scale with, you know, keeping three, four, five guys around pretty consistently. So we went, right, well, I'm pretty sure there's a bit of a gap of the market um, with, uh, with construction cleaning. So we kind of had a look around. Nobody put their hand up and said, we're going to be the best. 
So fucking young, dumb and stupid, we were like, let's have a crack. And that's where we went from ground control, rebranded, um, created the company Build Clean. And um, yeah, pretty much from there, it's um, been all up. So it took us uh, about three to four years, just over three years to grow our team in Adelaide up to about 60 odd staff. Um, and that was, you know, pretty rapid growth. However, I think the competition was, you know, reasonably low for us. So we were kind of a bit lucky there um, at that point in time. And then only recently we've expanded in the past, you know, year, year and a half or so. We've expanded into Brisbane and now recently into Melbourne as well. So our little national takeover is happening. Um, and yeah, it feels fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. And obviously is offer... You've obviously niche the cleaning as well. Obviously, you offer that more service, look over things, defects, that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. Board, yeah. Exactly. And and we found that, you know, it was just a bit of a dodgy industry. I know there's a, there's a few of them of our trade niches around that are still, you know, pretty unregulated and um, pretty cowboy. And I think it was just, um, yeah, it was a good opportunity to spot that hole. And, you know, if you're in, um, you know, those guys listening in one of those I don't want to say any of the trades that are a bit more um, cowboy than others, but if you're in one of those, man, and you can see a shot, just fucking take it, go for it, and yeah. put your hand up and say you guys are going to be the best at it because, um, yeah, it turned out to be very fruitful for us. So, no, That's crazy. And then, obviously, now you've gone all in on Alpha Tradey. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, that's a quick background of obviously what Sam is now, but, yeah, we're here to talk about the big Alpha Tradey and what, what made you probably create it as well, like what hole are you seeing, obviously talking about holes in the market? Yeah. Like what is it What that you want to give back through this? Yeah. I suppose um, just before the, the idea or, the, you know, the concept, um, the business itself um, came about, I'd got to the point where, you know, I'd gone through all the manager roles, got to, you know, managing director, um, kind of then stopped completely operational within Build Clean um, and went to more CEO, more visionary, you know, more thinking and creating and getting the systems and processes for the company to expand. Um, and then actually getting to do, you know, two interstate launches, kind of sitting back and going like, my job's not that hard. Like I'm, I had, I had rinsed and repeat essentially the same process now twice. So we've got now, you know, three companies around the country and I'm thinking if I stay in this role, I don't think I'm going to be tested and trialed that hard. You know, be, I, I could see it'd be very easy to rest on my laurels. So, um, that's kind of where I was like, right, well, what skills do I have? Um, you know, I've got two hands and a brain. We've also, you know, created all these systems and process and everything that, you know, we can very easily replicate, adjust um, and actually optimise for everybody else to use. So I was like, right, well, let's just take all the sick things that we've done in Build Clean, put them all together and try and fast forward the period for guys like us five years ago that don't have to fucking go through the trenches again. It's like, how can we like map this out put into something that's easy to use, easy to understand. And that's where we're like, right, well, lots of people are doing online courses. There must be a reason for that. It's, you know, it's a great way to get information to people. So we thought, fuck it, let's build an online course. Um, and, you know, we, we put it out there and, and got some good testing and um, some good testimonials from it as well. You know, some of our guys got from, you know, zero to 150K in three months, which is fucking killer results. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the kind of the big elephant in the room at the moment is um, I've just – Un, well, unlocked or taken the price off of the course so <laughs> it's kind of one of those moments where you're like why am I gatekeeping this why am I holding it all to myself what am I actually trying to do and I'm supposed to answer your question it's more searching for for a greater purpose or a greater um, being or a way of giving back or you know something that's kind of inside of me to want to um, want to help guys out so that's why I've kind of taken the taken the hood off taken the price pricing off of it and 
fucking run the bastard for free. So I'm hoping that everyone gets great value out of it. Everyone understands all the things that we've done, whether they, you know, you can adapt those perfectly to your company, whether we need to kind of customise them a little bit. Um, and yeah, like hope that everyone gets a bit of bloody success out of it because it's been um, ripper for us. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, obviously I've looked over it, jumped on board with you as well. Like, and as well, you systemising and making the notion up and that kind of stuff, what the blueprint is, mm. have you used a lot of that through your success to where you get to today? 100%, man. All of our, all of our bill clean companies are run through um, through the blueprint. So it's like bulletproof. It's been trialled and tested. Uh, I even run it personally. I run it for my investment portfolios. Uh, I even run my workout um, schedule in the, in the blueprint. So I've pretty much um, taken it probably to the nth degree. I don't think everyone needs to take it that far. Um, but I like to, you know, have... I'm one of the kind of people that don't like to have that many apps on my phone. So if I find something, I'm going to use it and use it to its full power. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously saying that as well, going into Alpha Tradey, what are the main figures you look at over a business as well? So we, I like to think of things as, um, you know, I'm not a marketing specialist. I'm not a sales specialist. Um, you know, I'm, I don't think of myself as a specialist in any area. I like to think of it as taking my kind of CEO capacity or capabilities and going, right, well, what made that important and how did how did my abilities to do that role um, enable us to expand really fast? And kind of what that said to me is that it's really important for us to actually break up our companies into six different core departments, being strategy, marketing, sales, operations, people, and finance. And then through that, it's go um, pick one core KPI, one main number, one driver of success for each one of those departments which will inevitably mean that if those are achieved, those um, KPIs, if they are achieved, then we are inevitably going to achieve our objectives and then we're inevitably going to achieve our mission. So that's really what I'm looking for and that's really what, um, you know, my specialty is. It's not, you know, one direct area. It's going a holistic approach to the whole company. What do we need to do in each department in order for us to achieve our objectives and achieve our missions? So I'm not here to, um, you know, teach people and punch people just straight down to, um, you know, Google Ads campaigns and things like that. I'm more concerned about how you're actually going to run the company and what are the core performance, key performance indicators that we need to make sure that your company actually gets success for the future. Yeah, so yeah, you're looking in over every aspect as such of the business, not thinking you're going to get one pill that's going to fix everything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think it's a bit naive to think that, you know, you can just turn the leads tap on and, uh, you know, click your fingers and hire 10 people. Like, it doesn't really work like that. You need to have that relationship between financial forecasting, between how many leads can we actually get in, between how much can we actually service, what's our um, capacity, um, and, you know, all the other intricacies that go on with it as well. Yep. You know, you could take on, you know, 500 clients in, in a month if you could win those leads, but you're probably not going to have the staff to do it and you're probably not going to have the cash flow to bankroll it for the next 90 days as well. So yep. it's bringing everything together and looking at the whole picture. Yeah. yeah, and obviously now you're saying like as well, selling it for free, obviously that's, at the start it wasn't for free um, and obviously over the last few weeks you've come to the mind, read a few books, got your head around a few things and gone, fuck it, why, as you said, are you hiding it? Um, and going through that process as well, obviously with Build Clean when it started, obviously now with Alpha Tradey, like being that high achiever and like wanting to just fucking go all in, mm. what other things have you noticed come up as of late? Probably like relationships... Like things like that, have you struggled with probably as well now you're going all in on Alpha Trady? Yeah, look, I, I kind of did it with parenting at the start, to be honest with you. Um, you know, almost that bit of that, if you're familiar with the hero's journey, it's the resisting the call. 
Um, and I find it actually quite difficult to get on a, on a bit of a personal level when my son was born because um, I was very heavily operational within Build Cleaner. I found it actually quite difficult to, um, to go um, and fully commit to um, being a parent, which is, I suppose, quite surprising. It's a bit away from Build Clean. Um, but yeah, I've kind of always had that bit of a burn the boats mentality. I remember even, you know, leaving my previous, previous job, this is going back almost 10 years now, um, when I used to work for someone else going out to work on my own and I just walked in there that day and I was like, fuck this, I'm not, I can't work with you anymore. Like I need to go out and work for myself. Like, <laughs> I don't know, a bit of reflection on some, most of the decisions I've made. I'm usually just, yeah, made decisions pretty fast and loose, but I suppose it's that burn the boats mentality that, that keeps rearing its ugly head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously saying that as well, obviously, do you feel like probably now you're on that same journey as you were when you started build clean or you're yeah. probably approaching it a bit different? Yeah, yeah. actually, um, I can really relate to my students now. You know, a couple of weeks ago, um, well, probably a couple of months ago, actually, when I was just in build clean and, you know, hadn't really focused too much, hadn't burned the boats and, you know, committed to alpha trading. I was just like chipping along nicely, going to the gym during the day, waking up, coming to work when I wanted, kind of, you know, just almost in idle. Um, and now, because I'm, I am the admin, I am the sales, I am the marketing, I'm here shooting content with you. You know, I'm everything in this company. Um, I can relate so much more to my students now because I'm actually back in the trenches fucking digging my way out again. And it's so much fun. Like I was taking notes this morning in the shower, like actually, (laughs) you know, like six o'clock this morning, hopped out of the shower, grabbed my notes app out and I'm just like punching in things to be shooting some content tomorrow. And I'm just taking notes, just like loving the, um, loving the hustle again, you know? And I know it's not going to be forever, but um, I think that's the beauty of it. It's like acknowledging that, you're in, you know, a bit of, not a difficult period, but in a, in a time of like high stakes yeah. and going balls in is just, it's so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you probably thrive off it and get that kick out of it. That little dopamine hits like, give me more, give me more, make exactly. it hard for me. Yeah. 100%. But also no, I'm not naive enough to know that it won't last forever. Yeah. You know, I can't put in this much energy all the time. So, um, yeah, I do, I do spend quite a bit of time actually trying to look after um, the more like parasympathetic um, side of myself. So, yeah. you know, frequent saunering um you know on a on a weekly schedule um frequent massages you know every three weeks and that kind of thing to force myself um to actually stop and chill and kind of like unpack a bit of the stress because i'm not the kind of person that's going to sit in the grass and fucking you know hum out and you know meditate put my butthole to the sun and stuff (laughs) um i'm more just like put me in a hot box where i can sweat because it's kind of stressful but it's also a great place for my mind to like unwind as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm much the same. It's fucking hard to just sit down and like zone out for a whole hour and not think about anything when your brain's just running. Yeah, exactly. Rampant and all you want to do is take notes and yep. try to implement something into that minute and do it all in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've just, I suppose, in my mind and and in my mindset at the moment with this with Alpha Trady, is uh, know when I'm at work and work while I'm at work. So I do it um, a seven till ten in the morning. Then I know when I'm going to the gym. So gym from, you know, 10 to 11.30. So I'm focusing on my work at my best time, my most optimal time to work in the morning. Then I'm going to the gym because that's when I'm already awake. I'm slightly caffeinated caffeinated by then. Um, so I'm, you know, able to work out to my best ability. And then coming back for that second afternoon session where I can really then get stuck into some deep work. So, um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time kind of crafting my um, ideal day, my ideal routine to make sure that I'm not, you know, in inverted commas, going to burn out eventually. So yeah, it's a bit of a um, bit of a test and trial to get there, but uh, yeah, I seem to be getting, you know, 
six to eight good hours of actual productive work, not, you know, standing around the water cooler distracting people. So, yeah, it's been a fun. <laughs> I was saying that obviously then, and you're mentioning there, you made your ideal day sort of slash routine as well. How have you gone, and obviously you've worked out over time, implementing that as well without feeling guilty of not being at work? Oh, mate, there is so much guilt. There's so many stages of of guilt and tre- uh, uh, like peeling back the layers of that guilt as well. So um, even to like when we when we used to be on the tools all the time, to migrating to spending a bit of time in the office or, you know, even doing like a two-hour ghosty during the day, going to a cafe and getting some work done, getting some book work, you feel so guilty when you're not doing the physical labour element. And then you get to the next stage where then you're not required on the tools and then you still feel guilty because you're not actually on the tools. And then you get to the next stage after that where you actually kind of have to move to a bit more executive lifestyle where people are calling you still at 5 and 6 p.m. So you're better off starting, you know, 8 and eight and 9 a.m. So then you move to that corporate lifestyle where you feel guilty because you're not here early in the mornings anymore but you're still there late. See what I mean? Like every yeah. stage of the way has its own inherent guilt. And I think it goes back to that like upgrade your problems so that you have got bigger and more difficult problems to solve. You know, I think that kind of yeah. – that mentality um, – yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, and then do you reckon that's where tradies probably struggle a bit? They try to work an eight or ten hour day probably, and then go home and do book out uh, book work for five or six hours and try to get everything done without. They've that's probably the scarcity, isn't it? Of like letting go of something. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely that. I I am all about, and I hundred percent agree with the fact that you will have to grind yep. for a undisclosed amount of time. You know, whether it is a year, whether it's three years, there is a period of your life where regardless of what industry or what company you start, where you will work an unhealthy amount um, and it will take its toll on the other areas of your life. However, what I don't want to see is people going, I have been doing 90-hour weeks for 10 years. That kind of shit just doesn't fly. That shouldn't – it's not right. It's not the way it should be. Business doesn't have to be that hard. So I definitely agree with like – the guys that are hustling at the moment, you want to make sure that you're hustling for the right reasons, hustling so that you can scale up, hustle so that you can get the people in to delegate tasks so that you can see that, you know, by 12, 18, 24 months time, you're not going to be doing this crazy amount of volume of work. You know, it's like leveling up your problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Letting go of that guilt again is what you've sort of had to do as well. And obviously coming back to that, uh, as we got a bit sidetracked, uh, your routine as of now and obviously prioritising probably your health more than anything. Um, what does that sort of look like and what have you created to work into your schedule but realised some optimal things that have helped you heaps? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, parenting was a big eye-opener to um, take good care of my health, going from um, you know partying pretty hard, drinking a lot, to now um, worrying more about my sleep, my hydration, um, my food and my exercise. So I didn't just wake up one morning and go, right, I'm going to eat, you know, three and a half thousand calories a day. They're going to be this certain macros. I want to work out in this program. Like it was, it's been a, a couple years worth of stacking one, one percent of change on the other to the point where my whole lifestyle is pretty much optimized to make me perform on my best ability. So um, some of the more like granular tactic things that, um, that I've done is, um, and this is not for everybody, but I've got a salt lamp in the, in the bedroom on a timer, comes on nice and early. It gives me like a more of a natural wake up as opposed to running, you know, the uh, 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 alarm. So just waking up with that little, little bit less stress in the morning, um, moving to, uh, obviously, you know, supplementation and, you know, having your, um, magnesium and vitamin D and all those elements, um, 
but I didn't just go down to the chemist and, and purchase them. I did a DNA test to find out what my general composition is typically lacking and then try and supplement it through that. Um, I add um, Celtic salt to my water, so putting the minerals back into filtered water. Um, and then when then looking at, you know, like I said before, that optimised, where's, where's my best time for my brain work, which is in the morning? Where's my best time for my actual lifting physical output, my kind of warrior position? Um, is that, you know, mid to late morning just before lunch? And then have a big meal for lunch and then get stuck into the more like tactical elements of, of work. So, um, yeah, I hope that kind of sums up for the guys, like what a general day looks like for me and adding in, you know, little tactics that we use. Um, I suppose we've missed out on the sleep element. Yeah. Um, I'm big on like blue light blocking glasses, no phone after 8 p.m. I go to bed at 9 p.m. Um, we've got a air purifier in the, um, in the bedroom for a bit of white noise, but also for, you know, obviously the clarity of air. Um, and yeah, just generally trying to prioritize my sleep. Um, and I guess it comes down to also the shameless plug of wearing the aura rings as well. So um, I know a lot of the boys are getting around them lately. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just a killer way to like, to look at how the different actions in your life can adjust, um, you know, how you wake up and how you perform in the morning. So pretty much everything I do um, at the moment is to enable myself to wake up in the morning and be able to do my best work, be able to look after my body and my physical appearance as best as I can, and then still have the energy when I get home to show up as a husband and a father. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff you've timed in and taken, taken over a lot of time as well to believe that works best for you to be sustainable and not burn out. Because sometimes I believe as well, burnout's used a bit to take the piss in a way, yep. um, which is pretty fucked. But, that's but I mean, if you're, um, you know, if you're working a 60-hour week mm. in five days and then you're going out with the boys, you're sessioning from fucking <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon, slapping bags around and stuff, like, yeah... Yeah, burning the candle at both ends. You know, come home, fight the missus on Sunday and go back to work. Like, good <laughs> luck to you. Yeah. It's only going to last for so long. Mm. So, and like, look, I'm I, first person to say as well, like I, I went through that phase and went through that stage, but it, um, it just hurts, hurts the body, hurts the mind and hurts the business so hard as well. It's, yeah. um, it's an unsustainable uh, methodology. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously with the, probably chime into it just a little bit as well as obviously coming through and creating Build Clean and then obviously that little bit of wealth behind you as well. How have you maintained that to probably still sustain like the lifestyle you want to sustain and not go out and just be stupid and go back to that Sam as well? Yeah, bro, I, I just constantly reinvest in the company. So like even though we're growing around, around the country, um, you know, we've got all these staff and heaps of fucking vehicles on the road and stuff. Um, the dream's not finished yet, yep. you know, the mission's not achieved. So like I, I pull a good enough salary, um, you know, I get my six figures, I'm happy with that, but I'm not like, um, you know, I'm not rolling in cash. Like I still would love to buy a Rolex one day. I think that'd be a great timepiece to have, but I've got the cash in the bank, but I'm not going to go out and, and purchase it for myself. I've, I often try to um, set myself targets or, you know, missions to achieve or objectives to achieve in order to then be rewarded by some kind of materialistic piece of nonsense. So um, even early on, you know, getting to that national expansion, I kind of went for my Land Cruiser and bought the Merc and, you know, I thought that would bring me a lot of happiness. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was rudely reminded actually that um, the mentality of if this, then that will make me happy. Like I think that mentality is fucking brutal. And what I mean by that is like, if I achieve this thing, you know, if we get to 10 staff, 
that will then make me happy. Like I think there's inherent flaws within that statement. And I used to run that for a long time, you know, journaling down, like I want to build a hundred million dollar company, you know, and then I started to think like, if I achieve that, would that really make me happy? No, because I'd be wearing a suit every day. I'd be in Sydney. I'd be in this massive, like, you know, skyscraper building. That's not the lifestyle I wanted to build. So um, to get back to the element of, you know, am I going to have a kind of rewarded myself with, you know, some of the uh, the luxuries of life, um, I more kind of put my effort towards experiences, particularly with a young family. Um, you know, you might see us, if you follow me on Instagram, you better, at Sam Ackland, <laughs> or at Sam Ackland, yeah. Um, you'll, uh, you'll definitely see me on a, uh, on a tropical holiday every now and then. Um, and it's more, more for me about experiencing things with my kids um, and having different experiences as well. Like one of the one of the elements that I really wanted to see was go into a different state and see my own vehicle drive past. I thought that would be a fucking cool experience. i tell you what happened a couple of months ago. I was in Brisbane one weekend. I was in Melbourne the next weekend. And it happened both times. Bro, it was <laughs> epic, man. Like, so, um, yeah, I don't really set myself materialistic um, targets anymore that aren't warranted, if that makes sense. I don't just make up, you know, like that $100 million company example. I've stopped making up those, like, really ridiculous kind of egotistical um goals myself and more made different experience-based goals so um yeah i really want to make sure i can take the the little family of ours over and do a euro holiday um and do the states and stuff and you know spend some time together yep yep so you've come back to the family and that being your number one priority in a way as well not but being materialistic in a way and as I, i was saying to someone the other day as you just mentioned then getting that new car it sort of hits me as well i got my dream car Drove it out of the dealership. I reckon I felt happy for the next two hours and then forgot about it the next morning what, when I drove was, it to What did you get? What's the dream car? Just Dodge Ram. Mm-hmm. Just wanted the big car. Yeah. Um, yeah, got it. And not then, a yeah. bad car. Not yeah. a bad car at all. Great <laughs> but, choice. But yeah, got it. And then I was like, oh, it's not... The next day I got in and drove to work and I was like, ah. Oh. Feelings worn off. Yeah, feelings worn <laughs> off. I was happy as yesterday. was just over Yeah, and now you've got fucking five, five to seven years worth of repayments. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it happens. But mind you, though, like... There, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, if you want something and it, you truly believe that it's going to enhance your lifestyle and you've got the ample cash to do it, fucking by all means, buy the Merc, buy the Supra, buy the Ram. Like, as long as you can relate to, like, every morning I wake up, put it this way, every morning I grab my car keys, I go to the car and I look at it and I go, that is one fucking sexy car. And that gets me excited to then go to work, listen to a bit of Aussie hip hop on the way there. And, you know, I'm ready, I'm roaring, I'm kicking it when I get to work. So, um, yeah, as much as the materialistic things, I don't want anyone to wrap their, um, their whole existence around, if I get this, then I'll be happy. But by all means, fucking buy the cool stuff, as long as it enables you to optimise the way that you operate. Yeah, yeah. And knowing it as well, like what it is you want. Because it's, Chris Williamson said it the other day, the want to want something, mm. which is if you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that, yep. yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's fucking, it's a, it's a yeah. toxic slippery slope. slope yeah. <laughs> now and then, obviously, coming back to your routines as well. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> um, and understanding like you've gone through, you always say you're posting a few ice baths here and there. Are you doing them religiously, or is that something you just do at a hit and miss? Yeah, I like to I like to think of the uh, the cold plunge as a bit of a summer sport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Don't I, we all? I live in Adelaide. You're obviously in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, we both know that fucking cold showers at the moment. They're down to you know six eight degrees. So I'm pretty content with the fact that um, every morning I, I, I'll have a cold shower. So start yeah. on warm, rip it to cold. 
Um, and it's just like, it's a bit of an exciting thrill instead of um, pouring myself a coffee, coffee straight away in the morning. Yep. But as summer starts to come around, you know, we're getting into spring now, the hot weather's on its way. So I will fill the ice bath up um, and start jumping in that in the morning. Um, there's definitely no comparison between having a quick cold shower versus the awesome like dopamine hit that you get from having an ice bath. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just fucking cold at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Go out in the middle of winter in Adelaide in your speedos to the backyard to jump in a freezer, mate. You'd be fucking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> fucking earth. Yeah, it's fucking Mind awesome. you, though, like uh, I, I was pushing, I was pushing the ice bath and more, um, and my, um, you know, phys- like lifting programs and sports and stuff, pushing it harder when my work was easier. Um, and I made a bit of like a, a personal acknowledgement there of like when work got a little bit easy, I would then up the ante in other areas so that my, you know, body or mind would stay conditioned. But now I've got so much on my plate, getting Alpha Trading moving and answering everybody's questions and getting all the guys help and, uh, you know, thinking about everybody else's companies as well, kind of giving my body a bit of a, um, a bit of a break because I'm burning so many bloody calories through my noggin. Yeah, for sure. Let's wind back a little bit, obviously mentioning Alpha Trading then, obviously, the whole thing behind you selling it for free, obviously, and sort of your vision and the purpose of what you're trying to achieve through doing that as well. Like, mm. is it just to pe- get people on board? Is it to yeah, yeah. show like, people the process? I'm obviously, definitely, you don't want to be a charity forever. Exactly, yeah. I, and that, that's a really good point that um, I'm not doing, not doing this um, free course and free training as a charity. Um, I'm trying to build my community. I'm trying to build some trust within the, in the marketplace um and i definitely want to make sure that what we're doing is taking guys from you know the zero the 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 small amounts of revenue giving them everything they need to get to that half a million dollar a year revenue mark so that then they can come back to us and join us in our group programs um and we can actually all have really high level conversations we've got our high performing entrepreneurs in there as well you know i want to make sure that we're giving the guys who are you know coming out of the gates give them a red hot crack with all the information they need um, but our programs are, are a bit more exclusive for the guys who are doing that half a mil up to a mil and on. Um, and yeah, we've got, like I said, the group coaching platforms. Um, we've got uh, one-on-one with myself as well with a few guys that jumped on board with that. Um, and then in the future, we're planning to do some strategy, strategy days as well where you know, we get a small workshop, you know, like a couple of guys, um, three to five guys, and um, you know, spend a day unpacking their companies. So I think that'll be um, yeah, a real, real cool event to keep your eyes out for. Yeah. Yeah, well, your network is your net worth, as they say. It yeah, does exactly. get overused sometimes. I'd, I'd love to add to that quote, actually, because yeah. um, I hear it get thrown around quite yep. a bit. And I would challenge people to think about um, the fact that they're actually as low as their lowest common denominator. And what I mean by that is you can have four high-performing friends who are fucking elite and you can have one dropkick fucking dodgy cunt friend. And if you end up hanging out with him, you're going to sink to his level. You know, so I, I challenge guys to think that, um, you know, if you do have someone that's, that's dragging you down to kind of consider or potentially limit your, your ability or the, their toxicity on your lifestyle. Because I've definitely um, can have rubber arms from time to time and wake up the next day thinking, what the hell did I do? Like, what come over me? So, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, important to think about the lowest common denominator there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point to put on it. Like the good spin to say, obviously... You could be the lowest one, but there obviously can be always someone. There always is someone, I believe, too, that tries to fucking drag you down that little bit, and that's where you got to come to that point to cut ties or 
move on or get the fuck over it. Yeah, or just don't put yourself in those positions. Like if that kind of person wants to, like, there's no no reason to fucking to drop all your friends and shit. Yeah. Um, just don't put yourself in a position where where it's Saturday night, you got nothing else to do, and it, that person invites you over to the footy, and you rock up with twenty four beers. Like, <laughs> what do you reckon's gonna happen? Yeah. You know. Whereas if you guys, if you're like, all right, let's go out for dinner. I'll drive. I'll pick you up. You know, you're driving, so you know it's um. Yeah, it's limiting the the potential um, variables or opportunities for for blowouts to happen because yeah. it's fucking so prevalent with us guys. Like, it's the easiest way to kind of to um, take a, wipe a bit of stress off. You know, get stuck into the cans and yeah, yeah. stay up all night. And yeah, it switches that brain off. Everyone thinks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And particularly if you you know stakes are pretty high and cash flows low and you know your stresses are stacking up it's um pretty easy to reach into the fridge and grab a few cans yeah yeah it's an easy antidepressant absolutely say. yeah until um, you get to monday yeah until you get to monday and <laughs> everyone's yelling at you for yeah, you can't think straight, no, like straight pushing shit uphill yeah yeah for mm. sure obviously touching on that as well like the being that high achiever being that person like and obviously the trade industry as well we're solely i believed around alcohol in a way because mm-hmm. it is it's been it's like it's bled into us all somehow. social culture yeah um what's like your take on that obviously for people like that are trying to level up in themselves but they just can't like they just feel like they just can't yeah bro this is me me four years ago yeah um you know drinking every day um not to excess but you know between four to six beers a day and i mean now i look back at that and sound like that's fucking stupid um, but yeah, I'd probably been, would have been averaging 30 odd beers a week. Um, and, but when you think about it, like it's a pretty normal behavior for, for young lads and, and for trades particular. So, um, yeah, I guess my message is that you don't have to just go out and quit cold Turkey. Like that's a really challenging way to do it. Um, but just limit, limit yourself to like, put a couple of vices on yourself. Say I'm not going to drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and come Thursday, then I'll have a, you know, only have a sixer in the fridge and you have a couple of those, um, and uh, yeah, like start start making slightly better decisions. Look at um, you know maybe swapping out full strength for middies when you go you know beers with the boys um, every now and then. Offer to drive like just there's a few options that you can kind of put yourself into where um, you're not just there to sesh the whole time. So it's a it's a long process to to unpack and to to take yourself or to limit your alcohol completely and even to go to the point of no drinking. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really think you need to to go that far um but yes just don't put yourself in those in those positions where you know it's going to blow out and you know you're going to hate yourself for it um but then again you know weddings deaths um childbirths they're great opportunities to let your hair down and go as hard as you want um you just don't have to do it every weekend yeah 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 it becomes a cycle as such that everyone just gets stuck in and feels comfortable with it yeah absolutely or like you know have a have a talk to a few of you guys who are trying to have a crack at do something different and um yeah, try and catch up with them, go out for dinner, have a bottle of wine between three guys, you know. You don't have to blow out and, and uh, get hammered every weekend. So, yeah. And if you've got nothing to talk to with your mates about except for drinking beers and fucking find some new friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they usually come to work on a Monday, talk about how many beers everyone drank and yeah, if they exactly. got a route or not. Yep. Um, quick one as well. Obviously, like your mindset as well of where it's got to and obviously you take not a soft approach, but you take a hard approach, but you're pretty holistic in the way you look at things. Mm. Like, you're not like, all right, I have to do all of nothing. You still go all in on everything you do, I believe. But you look at things very simple to then, like, not set up for failure in a way, probably, as well. Yeah. How have you, like, created that, 
mind to be so holistic in yourself, but like believe always it's going to work out? Oh, dude, it's uh, it's compounding interest is the answer to that. Is that you did, I didn't just wake up one morning and go, right, I'm never drinking again. I'm going to put salt in my water and fucking put my butthole in the sun. Like it, <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. I fucking love that saying. Because yeah. yeah, you just picture somebody just like out there earthing, just fully butt naked, getting their free vitamin D. Um, but yeah, it's just stacking on good habit after good habit yep. until you get to which point where you start to then, um, you know, have this free flowing capacity in your mind, this clarity over who you want to be, what you want to achieve, what you want to do. Um, and then you really start to like map out, um, like I was saying before, the certain elements of, you know, parasympathetic activities, certain elements of, you know, relaxation that you need. There's certain amounts of time that you need with your family and with your partner. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a stay-at-home dad. You might only need 45 minutes a day to play with your kids, but that fills that cup up so then the next day you can come back to work and you can charge hard. So it's that um, the kind of the principle of uh, King Warrior Magician Lover where you kind of compartmentalise your life um, and the activities that you do so that you're putting your best energy into each of these um, different areas, but you're not overdoing it. So then, you know, say for example, you know, you spend, um, you know, three weeks of your family and don't do any work. There's, that's a distinct difference between spending three weeks at work and not spending any time with your family. You know, finding those nice little, I, I hate the term work-life balance. I think it's fucking bullshit. Um, particularly for us guys who are high, high achievers um, who want to make a difference in the world. I don't think the work-life balance is an option. However, I do think that it is the quality of time. So um, like I was saying before, like 45 minutes to an hour of playtime with my son, is, that fills my cup up enough um, each day so that then I can go back and crush work as hard as I can. So um, yeah, it's kind of taking a look at what you actually need, not running someone else's um, plan of what they've done. So you don't go out and copy exactly what I've done. Um, have a crack at it and see what works for you. Um, but yeah, it's thinking about what do you specifically need to, um, to perform at your best self. Um, and then that might be at certain times throughout the day. It might be certain different activities might even be, you know, you're the kind of person that needs a little bit of space. You're a bit more introverted. Um, and there's no harm done. You know, if you're communicating with your partner, um, you know, your partner, your wife, your children that, uh, you know, dad needs to, you know, go and uh, go for a drive or something, you know, every now and then just to have a bit of your own space. Like as long as you're, you're communicating that and you're, you're um, yeah, optimising your life for, for your best, uh, best ability and your best output. Yeah, yeah. set it up around your own lifestyle as such. That's what you'd come to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and if, you, if you're the kind of person who, who um, you know, can get four to five hours of good work out a day and nothing more than that, then work a seven-day week, you know. You don't have to conform to this like nine to five, seven to three type mentality. You know, you, there's, no heart, there's no reason why you couldn't, um, I suppose in, in our trade industry, it's a bit more difficult, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are working, you know, doing their four-day working weeks where they're working, you know, 50 hours in, in four days. Um, and then there's guys on the other side who are working, um, you know, early afternoons, but doing six days a week. So there's a lot of, um, you know, progression in the way people are working. Yep. And it's, it's quite interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, it's come probably more with like social media and people probably talking and networking that bit more as well. It's become more normalised for people to live a not a quote-unquote work-life balance, but a, a life they want to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. probably there's that, there's definitely like a higher level of consciousness that's happening um, in, uh, in our whole kind of society, um, you know, even even now. Like you would never see 10 years ago, you know, get a few tradesmen fucking making podcasts and talking shit. So, yeah, um, yeah everyone's becoming a little bit more 
bit more aware, a bit more conscious of what's important to them as opposed to, um, you know, being like the boomer generation where it's just go, 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 work, 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 get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work, get a divorce, yeah, get that, married again. That was <laughs> the... That was the um, Retire when you're 80. Yeah, the, uh, the boomer framework, wasn't it? It was go, 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 work, 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 get a divorce. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. And then you're working too much and you've got no family time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, no, it's good. So obviously as well, touching on alpha trading because we want to go deep on that the things like implementing into it and obviously bringing them on board of like looking through it how have you sort of set it up for people sort of explain it to the people listening like if they go and get alpha trading for free yep yeah so like how does it all work the back end stuff like what do they get killer so the the whole concept um is to assist you in understanding the different hats that you have to wear in business uh, a lot of people are complaining, yeah, fuck, I've got so many hats to wear. So what we do is we actually laid out, there's only six hats. We lay these hats out for you so that you understand they're actually core business departments. And then with the Alpha Trady Blueprint, we've got a online course. So I've sat there in front of the mic, in front of the camera with my own slide presentations, a bit of a lecture learning. Um, and I pretty much unpack all the different elements that are involved you know, within the company under those uh, core business departments and then have given you the blueprint where you can actually take action while I'm doing it. So they're like 10 to 20 minute, 20 minute um, you know, bite-sized pieces of core information um, that you're watching. And then you can pretty much have a tab open as well and start implementing straight into your blueprint. So um, when we're talking about like, you know, what are we learning and what's in the blueprint, think of it as um, really like an unpacked business plan without having all like the corporate bullshit, like executive summaries and like big long-winded paragraphs. We're more looking at like, this is my company. These are the ideal people that I want their attention. This is how I'm gonna convert their attention into dollars. This is how we're gonna actually fulfill the work. And these are the systems and standard operating procedures that we do to, to optimize our ability to fulfill the work. Um, and then we're looking at who are the right people to actually do the work and then how are we going to get paid and how much profitability is going to be left over. So we're really breaking it into what are the most important things that we need to understand as business leaders in order to make our company survive and not only that but thrive. Yeah, yeah. and you've set it up as well from what you've mentioned to me that you could go in, if you need help with strategies, you could just go into that. You don't have to watch it in the systematic order. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if you're sitting there and you're like, cool, you know, I've got my painting company, like we've got a few guys but I'm just so fucking confused about what to do from here. You can jump in, do you know the hour of lessons that makes up the strategy module. You can go through there. Within an hour's time, you're going to come out and go, right, cool. Okay, well, I understand that I don't want to be a suit and tie type man, so I don't want to build a massive corporate giant company. I want to have enough money so that I can spend time with my kids, go, with, go on you know, good family holidays. We can both have nice cars, live in a nice area and send my kids to private school. So you take that concept and go, right, well, I'm going to need to earn a certain amount of money in order to do that. And the company is going to need to have a certain amount of profitability to do that. So what we're really looking at is, you know, you take that one problem of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to take this company to then actually unpacking it and go, cool, well, that's what I want to achieve in the next, you know, three, four, five, ten years time. And then we go, cool, well, I understand that. That gives us a target to work for. Then what do the other core business departments need to produce on a month by month basis on then a quarterly and a yearly basis in order for you to achieve that. Um, and then if if you can, you know, conceptualise where that target is, where that goal is, then we look at, right, well, 
we have the skills and capabilities and um, you know, and the time or the or the energy to actually see, okay, well, if we can wind up these KPIs, make them, you know, more make them more difficult, then how much can we reduce that long-term time of actually achieving the mission? So um, yeah, I like to think of everything. Um, breaking them down into into KPIs, into really important figures, important numbers that we need to follow, because um, I'm I'm all about achieving objectives. Like yeah. I don't really care about um, how fucking pretty uh, pretty ads campaigns are, and um, yeah, how uh, how great your company culture is. Um, I'm more worried about what are the things that we need to do throughout the whole company to make sure that you achieve what you set out to achieve in your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how to achieve that one goal that everyone wants. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone's got a different goal as well. You know, some people just want to get a fishing boat and, uh, and have a couple guys with them and have that real low stress life. Um, and that definitely, um, you know, is, a, is a, a, an attainable goal. Um, but then it also probably comes with a, an equal reflection of, um, I suppose, quote unquote, wealth or success that goes along with, with having something that's a little bit smaller. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty much about understanding what you really want to achieve. Um, and then we set out to go, right, let's achieve that or make a plan to achieve that. And then we also then ask the question, okay, well, if we can achieve that in five years, what do we have to do to achieve it in three? And then would we like to do that, yes or no? Yes, let's implement it. So yep. that's, um, you know, the Alpha Traded seven-figure blueprint in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. So it's creating, it's probably work on yourself, but more on your business, would you say? It is, yeah. Yep. I, I'm, as, as far as the personal development um, kind of, uh, you know, mentality or, or piece goes, I, I kind of think it's really quite important for guys to um, have kind of your your base hierarchy of needs sorted, you know, as in like, you know, you've got uh, a good working environment, you've got a healthy amount of profitability within the company, healthy amount of income, and then after that, then you start to, you know, work a bit more on your leadership capabilities. So I think it would be a bit, to inverse that, it would be, um, almost a bit counterintuitive to go, I'm super stressed out at work, we're not making any money, I'm not earning any money, I'm going to go and, and do a bit of personal development um, and kind of, I'm just not, I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a, um, a hierarchy that needs to happen yeah. um, and getting that kind of, that base level and, and getting the company under control in order for you to then level up as a leader, I think it's a really logical yeah. um, path to go down. Yeah, because otherwise your business will just stay a mess anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. you try, you're trying to put a Band-Aid over a, over a problem yep. that's inevitably still going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never going to go away. You can't fix it with one blue pill. Yeah, exactly. Um, so why not, why not fix the actual problem? Um, and then that should reduce a lot of your stress um, and enable you to then be a better leader so that when you go and do your personal development elements, you've actually got the headspace and you've got the, you know, the capability and the time to, to invest in it and go, go balls deep. Yeah. Obviously saying that as well, your own personal development... Um, obviously, it's just a never-ending journey for all of us as well. But, like, how did that first start out for you as well? Like, what's that sort of look like? When did it start? Did you did you do it before you started Build Clean? Or how, how did you nah, go about Nah, nah, nah. So, like, what's yours about? So, I, I, I sought out in the early days, I sought out a lot of mentorship from, you know, the business coaching area yeah. um, throughout various different guys who are still around today. Um, and then when we, when we actually got to the point, we started to create, you know, some what I, what I perceived as success or, you know, ample amounts of of cash flow, um, then I started to actually realize that I was feeling reasonably unfulfilled, you know, because of that mentality of like, if I achieve this, you know, multi-million dollar empire, I'm inherently going to feel great. But it didn't actually feel like that, you know, you, you get these achievements, but then you just set a bigger target and it felt like it was a never ending cycle. So that's what kind of 
brought me into um, doing more of the personal development space. And I think we, uh, we've both worked with the man, Corey Boutwell. Yeah, the big and, man. Uh, and his program and, and his, um, you know, his mindset, his take on um, the way, or his processes for the way he's actually optimising guys, I think is fucking awesome. So, um, yeah, he's been a big influence in my life. Um, and, and a great, um, I suppose, a, a great position or a great, um, yeah, great position in time where um, I kind of went to him with, you know, almost problems going like, I'm, I'm not happy with who I am and I want to be this different person. And then over that space of, you know, 12 months coming out on the other side and going, I can't believe I actually went from being that guy to, to who I am now. So, yeah, hats off to him. He's, um, yeah, his program and his... his uh, his processes have um, have definitely changed my trajectory for the better. Yeah, yeah. Same comes for me, mate. He's done a lot for me as well. So exactly, we've gone from <laughs> these scrawny little, um, you know, <laughs> drinking every day party boys to yeah. you know strong, um, wealthy, capable, and conscious men. So um, yeah, not to get too soppy on you, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's important to to at least acknowledge that you know there's a time and a place to do that work. Yeah. Um, and if you've got the got the capability. Um, and you you know the company's stable enough, then absolutely start working on yourself because yep. it'll only return dividends. Yeah, and obviously working on yourself as well, like and going through probably the process again, as we said, of starting Alpha Trady. What how are you going to balance that now? Like, are you still going to keep doing that back end work on yourself, or is that always just sort of in, happening in the background now? Yeah, look, I've, I, I'm definitely in the position at the moment where I do need to acknowledge that I can't do everything. Yep. And the most important thing at the moment is seeking that fulfilment in the in the byproduct of Alpha Trading. So seeking that fulfilment in the greater world. You know, I've spent the last few years living a very good lifestyle, spending a lot of time working on myself. And I knew that I was preparing almost for battle, preparing for that next massive challenge. And now that we're in it at the moment, I need to be very acutely aware that I've got no time to slip up. I've got no room to, you know, go out on a bender. I don't have that, that um, you know, free ability or free time to burn. Now's the time to, you know, to go into battle, to help guys, to actually make a difference. Um, and, yeah, it's... Uh, Keeping me fucking, keeping me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you've realised you've got to go into that hustle mode from when you originally started, as we said earlier. Exactly. Um, it's like all the trainings come together to um, to put me in a position where I can grind as hard as I want, um, and then get to the you know the end of the day and and go home and play cards with my son and yeah. buddy cook your family dinner. Yeah. Switch off and have that balance of not knowing who you got to be in the right time and not just thinking all I got to do is hustle to as you've touched on a few times just chase something that you think's not there exactly or when you get it you don't get fulfilled either and uh, a massive a massive thing that I, I need to remind and I keep reminding myself almost on a daily basis is to actually enjoy the difficulty and the challenge that I'm going through you know going from building you know a massive company with all the structures and all the people that are involved in it to then going back and having to actually learn, you know, going from a service-based trade company to having to learn how to do information products, online selling, like it is just a completely different realm. And it's been, it's just, it's so much fun to, to take on a completely different challenge. So yeah. spent the past few years kind of sharpening the ax. Um, and now I'm, yeah, making sure that I'm, I'm going into battle every day, but still when I hop in the car, you know, put the shield and sword down and remember that I still need to show up as a, as a parent and as a husband. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously balancing those two um, for those people listening who do have kids, how have you like? How do you take it off when like something comes up or frustration or something happens, and not just come home and just lumber it all on the missus in front of the 
little yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah. How, Look, I, how have you really managed that? Or? As as a um, as a high functioning ADD or uh, you know un, undiagnosed ADD, um, you know high achieving, highly strung person, um, getting my anger under control has been a, a life mission. Um, but only recently, only in the past few months, I've actually started uh, rolling around with a jujitsu club, and um, it's actually turned out to be a really cool way one night a week just to kind of to almost be humbled in the fact that I can go there and not necessarily let out anger per se but let out you know energy that's built up in my inside myself over you know the week's worth of frustrations and go there and get fucking choked out by a a 40 kilo you know teenage girl and just be reminded (laughs) that I'm not that fucking big you know so you know you go to the gym and you pump your pre-workout you feel like an animal but you know you go to jujitsu and and it seems like um you know, a great opportunity to to let out all of that pent up energy, yeah. um, and you know any frustrations and things that come up. So, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a long time in the making to not snap at the family and not carry you know work stresses home. Um, but yeah, finding different avenues and different outlets. I also, um, I suppose to add to that, I really like to go fast. Um, I found particularly when I was you know really heavily um, scaling up the company that going fast is one of the only things that. Um, actually turned off all other thoughts and enabled me to focus just on one thing. And by going fast, I mean like motorbikes, cars, you know, that kind of thing where you get the tunnel vision. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's not a sustainable approach to life. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't just, you can't just have a stressful day and go, fuck, I'm going to take the car to the track. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having a few different options, a few different kind of tools in the tool belt that I can pull out and go, right, I did have a shit day. I wonder what happened. Or I'm feeling overloaded, feeling, you know, stressed out. I can, and uh, I'm fortunate to live at the bottom of um, some pretty wicked windy roads. So if I am feeling a little bit overloaded, I'll just hit, you know, hit the roads at the speed limit, of course. Um, <laughs> it takes me about 15 minutes and I can return back to home and you know I, know I know that's one of the little tactics I can use to kind of chill out a little bit you know take a little moment for myself um, and then yeah like I said this introduction of trying a new sport learning a new sport um, and uh, and it being jujitsu where you do get choked out you know 15 20 times in in a couple hours um, yeah it's great to have a few different things that I can I can do that aren't just work that aren't just family do things for me um, that kind of let me let out some some energy that's been built up in whatever way it is. Yep. Yeah, you definitely put a few on the plate there, Alpha Tradie, Jiu-Jitsu, and then got the little one on the way as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, there, there's, <laughs> a quote, there's a quote that I've been saying lately is, um, I, I heard it from, a, from an old mentor of mine, is too much, too fast, too soon. Um, and fucking I am living the too, too much, too fast, too soon mentality right now, you know, like learning new sport, learning how to design a new company, um, got a baby on the way in seven weeks, with a, you know, a second child. Um, fucking too much, too fast, too soon, my friend. <laughs> it's the only way to learn, they say, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I work best under pressure. So, yeah, um, yeah I like to stack that pressure on tenfold. Yeah, That's how diamonds are made, they say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, a bit of a diamond in the rough. Yeah. <laughs> Polished on the outside. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, beautiful. <laughs> we might nearly wrap it up in a minute. We're nearly at the hour. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to leave the guests? Any cheeky plugs you want to give? Yeah, just uh, hit me up um, on Instagram, sam.ackland. Uh, if you want to follow some uh, some more kind of business-orientated um, tips and tricks and things, jump onto alphatradie.com or you follow us on at alpha.tradie. Beautiful. No, beautiful. Nothing, no little brain brain messages you got? Oh, what, what have we got? Have we got, what what have we got a goodie got up there? Yeah. Um, just... 
be fucking kind to yourself, you know? Like, you don't have to beat yourself up all day, every day to try and achieve this big, hairy, audacious goal. Take a moment to stop and smell the roses. Um, take a bit of pressure off yourself. You don't have to achieve everything all at once. We do need to uh, carry the boats, but we also need to make sure that, you know, we carry the boats at a certain point in time and we stop to smell the roses at a certain point in time as well. So, yeah, give yourself a fucking pat on the back because no one else will. Um, don't let anyone see you crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, take a load off, you know. You guys, like, the guys out there, if you've started a company and you're doing it, um, fucking you're, you're, that, you're that further ahead than anybody else, you know, regardless of what their age is or, you know, what they've achieved. Um, yeah, don't measure yourself against, against somebody else's achievements. Measure them against who you were yesterday. No, nah, beautiful. Now, nah, thanks again, brother, for coming on and jumping on and taking time out of your day. I appreciate it. Happy days, mate. Thank you. Let's go.